Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Ball Girls. Welcome. Hi. Another beautiful week to listen to us talking sports. It is my <laughs> week. So we're just going to get right into it because sports have finally returned on U.S. soil. The Women's Challenge Cup for the NWSL is here. Everyone knows how much soccer means to me, let alone women's soccer. I'm so it's happy about gal. this. Yeah. Big soccer gal. Played it for 15 years. The love of my life. I was thinking, I don't know if you're the same, but for me, like for women's sports, I don't really have a team because I just want to cheer for everyone, you know? Oh, yeah, I get that 100%. Like, with softball, like, NCAA softball, I don't really have a team at all. No, like, I like Arizona State because that was the first game I've ever seen, but then I'll like any team. <laughs> yeah, you just want to cheer for women. That's how yeah. I feel. With the men, I'm like, fight to the death. I don't care, you know? But for <laughs> Keep women... Keep it going, Miles Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> literally, free Miles. But, um, so... First off, before everything started, Orlando Pride, which Florida is a cesspool of COVID right now, Orlando Pride as a team said, we're not playing. And that yeah. includes players like uh, Sidney LaRue, uh, Ali Krieger, like there's a bunch of big names who play on Orlando Pride, like Marta, Marta, Ashlyn Harris, like huge players, a bunch of national team players, obviously Marta is Brazilian, but like she's arguably the best player in women's soccer other than Christine Sinclair but you know they all said you know what as just as a team we're pulling out yeah, so six players and then four staff test positive yeah I believe yeah. so like it was an insane number so obviously health first you're not going to risk it but it sucks not being able to see those players and then obviously like Kristen Press, Megan Rapinoe, Tobin Heath these are all players who said we're not playing but out of the teams that did compete, the Chicago Red Stars, NC Courage, um, I think Washington Spirit all brought their full rosters. And then the other teams maybe had one or two players say they're not playing. But I'm sure everyone saw that the first game, Portland Thorns versus NC Courage, every player kneeled for the anthem. Which is great, yeah. It's amazing. And then the one that made waves was the Chicago Red Stars versus the Washington Spirit game because there's that photo and or video of Casey Short sobbing into Julie Ertz's arms and then Rachel Hill is the player who's standing not to call anyone out but it is what it is and then Keely like was that the hand like the little like oh I hope you're okay hand literally hover hand (laughs) and then Keely Watt is giving her the death stare on the other side and obviously people are allowed to have their opinions or beliefs but human rights are not an opinion or a belief. That's what I'm going to say about the situation. Yeah. And it was clearly an emotional time for them. But I'm just really happy that sports are back and at least leagues and teams as a whole. You know, everyone was wearing their Black Lives Matter shirts and things like that. And this is definitely going to be the time to make a statement if you're going to make a statement. But it was very powerful to see a lot of those players kneeling, which I respect. But even just in this like landscape of watching soccer, uh, Rose Lavelle, who scored the second goal in the 2-0 win for the U.S. Women's World Cup last year, she had an insane game for Washington Spirit. So much fun to watch. I'm just very happy that women's soccer's back. Yeah, I know. That's your like end-all, die-all sport. Truly. Well, like, if you had to pick between that and the WNBA, like women's soccer and women's basketball. 100% women's soccer. Like as much, it's weird because I liked playing basketball better when I played. But just watching soccer is just, like, everything to me. And I loved playing soccer. I think I just like basketball better because I, like, was kind of better at it. Mm, <laughs> but, yeah, I feel that. 
no, like women's soccer is everything. Like Christine Sinclair, like I said, is somebody I've looked up to like my entire life. Like players like Alex Morgan and Sydney LaRue, I love watching to this day. Rose Lavelle, Rose Lavelle's literally a year older than me. I'm like, wow, that could have been me if I actually had talent. So, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. But enough about me rambling about soccer because I could do this literally all day long. But I know you <laughs> wanted to kind of talk about, you know, we were talking about making a statement as a team. Yeah, a big statement was made in softball this past weekend. Uh, amazing. Uh, well, essentially, so the Scrapyard Dogs are an independent softball team. Um, they don't have like a league that has played different teams, I guess. Um, I don't follow it too much, but like I know uh, some of the players. Uh, so yeah, on this past weekend, they were supposed to play, I always get the name wrong, the USSSA. There's a lot of S's there. Uh, Pride, and they were supposed to play uh, one, like a best of seven series. So they played the first game, and there was a photo taken uh, of the players standing during the national anthem. And so they're okay. So they came back after the game uh, to the locker room. Just their, their phones were blowing up, whatever, because the team's account tweeted out saying like at the real Donald Trump I'm gonna get it right here just so I don't butcher it hey at real Donald Trump pro fast pitch is being played live everyone is standing for the flag like but put flag like big like letters capitalized it and people I've seen something that was like the social media manager was just like I'm getting shit on it was not me I didn't do that (laughs) right but it was the team's GM Connie May she Mm. tweeted it out and all the players were like we don't want our photos used for like political propaganda because like it's me I don't want to say it's one thing if you say oh they're standing for the flag but like at real Donald Trump's pretty much showing yeah exactly it's a political statement at that point um yeah so and then I believe they talked to Connie the team and they were like basically voicing their opinions and she apparently didn't really seem like apprehensive or apologetic against it uh so and it's awful because then Kiki Stokes is a black player on the team and she's been with the team for five years and she's like, I, like, I was so loyal to this organization for so long, like, and just to, for them to turn their backs on me kind of thing, like, it hurt so much. I've never been so hurt, so hurt in my life. So, like, just absolutely awful. Like, I'm just thinking, like, with my softball team, like, that, that would just never happen. Well, obviously, we're not that high level at all, but, like, <laughs> just saying, like, if, the, if, like, for instance, my dad's my coach. If he turned against, the, there's a girl on my team who's half Trinidadian. If he turned on, like, I could not, see that ever happening you know what I mean just no not happening um but anyways yeah no she posted about it Uh, other players posted about it as well from the team and then all 18 players of the uh on the roster had left the organization left the scrap yard dogs and they formed their own team uh and it's really like not only did these players leave like a few of them were on the olympic team supposed to go to tokyo so imagine just not even just losing all your players, but losing like Olympic athletes too. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's Monica Abbott, uh, there's Haley McClenney, and then Kat Osterman. So just losing those players, that's it's huge. Like, especially like I'm not gonna say but uh, but like Monica Abbott is like like I looked up yeah, like getting like growing up playing softball, like her and Jenny Finch, like I always looked at. So even though I wasn't a pitcher. But like it was, yeah. Um, you know, they started their own team, and it's called This Is Us Softball, uh, and it's so there's now they're playing against the USSA Pride, um, 
So that's pretty cool. Uh, and then they're getting people to like to donate and stuff like that. And like, they're basically saying they want to use this team to voice, like give people a voice. So um, yeah, it stands for awareness, empowerment, unity. They came up with a video on Friday night, exactly explaining it. Uh, so yeah, definitely check that out. But it's just absolutely amazing to see like the softball community to get growing together. And cause like, it's not like a big sport or anything like that. Like, like maybe in the States, I don't, don't live in the state so we don't really know that much yeah. uh about it there but like here in Canada there's no softball coverage at all None, no. not at all like I played collegiate softball for a year and like it was like there was only one game that was televised not televised broadcasted so it was like a like a link through a website so basically yeah. just seeing how like they're making like awareness for different kind of causes minority groups I love it yeah no it's amazing so yeah <laughs> No, and like we just said too, like you see the spectrum of like, you know, there's that picture of a black athlete crying and her teammate being like, I'm going to hold your shoulder and be with you versus an entire roster who left a team because they're like, you're not speaking out for our people of color. Like, absolutely not. Exactly. Just good for softball. We stand. So there also, I'm going to put a link in the description on YouTube. I'm probably going to tweet it out too once we air this tomorrow. But there, you can donate to them because they need now. Like they, they're just using their own resources. They just left a team and started something new within like twenty four hours. Yeah. So yeah, they're like donating so you can help pay for gas, travel, all that stuff. So yeah, you love to see it. Absolutely love to see it. Things you don't love to see: an entire league falling apart because of coronavirus. <laughs> Manfred has left the chat. Wait, who did you just say? Rob Manfred has left. Oh, the I didn't think to know you use it because I laughed. <laughs> Honestly, him and Gary Bettman are going head for head right now for worst commissioner. Roger Goodell's actually doing great right now. Really? <laughs> Fire Goodell has been canceled for 2020. Yeah, like it's actually it's great. But uh yeah, no, uh baseball's coming back. They finally so you guys know that we didn't want to talk about anything until there was a statement made. And I remember the statement, like Jeff Passan, whatever, was saying, like, oh, like the team like they're gonna come back but I'm like hey like I trust him but I don't want to see anything unless it's like an official MLB related account like he's official but he's not like you know what I mean yeah of course he's like an official reporter he's not like working for MLB yeah so I'm like unless we get the official statement don't want to talk about it so and then people kept saying like okay you're gonna talk about it like it's back I'm like I'm not believing it until like yeah two minutes later the MLBPA account came out with it I was like all right cool but yeah it's uh 60 games, expanded playoffs, opening day is going to be July 24th. This week, they're reporting for spring training 2.0 kind of thing at the respective uh, parks, I believe. Yes. Um, playoffs are going to be 10 teams, and then it's full rated, full pro-rated salary, uh, which equals out to like 37% of like what a full season salary would be. So it still kind of sucks, but they got all of their salary. Good. That's good. Um the players. Yeah, exactly. There's some new rules that come with it. We'll just touch on some of them. Um, you can have a so this is a rule that I absolutely hated. It happened to me a few times playing softball, and it happened I think in a provincial tournament for me, where you the international rule is having a runner on second in extra innings, and like I hate that. Why? It, it's the, like I understand for like young like childrens or like amateur kind of baseball softball but like in the MLB <laughs> yeah like I get that your time crunch you have how many games you have to play in a certain time frame 
but like these are professional athletes they'll get a runner on second you don't need to have a head start yeah like if and like most of the best like like catchers throw downs to second are like part of the best thing about baseball so yeah not like we're taking it away but it kind of just sucks that you're putting someone there yeah it does suck kind of it's like that's how I feel about the shootouts and like any NHL just go and oh keep going overtime. Like a shootout, I, as a goalie, I hated shootouts. Oh my God. Like, and even losing, like losing by shootout is truly the most heartbreaking thing in sports. Playing soccer, like losing by shootout penalty kicks was absolutely the worst thing in the entire world. But even winning by penalty kicks, you're never like, oh my God, we won. You're like, okay, we won. Like, yeah, actually, okay, real quick one time. So say how there was nothing televised for softball. There was one of my hockey games that were televised on like Rogers TV and it went into a shootout and I, I let every book go in. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. Looked up to my mom at the stands and I was like, oh my God, this is going to be on TV. I didn't watch it. I was like, not, no, not going to watch it. Not that. for me. Thank you, but no thanks. No, thank you. Uh, but yeah, going back to baseball, that's a rule. There's the universal DH coming into the national league, which is great. Um, there are some implications with that. For instance, if you look at Madison Bumgarner, he's with the Arizona Diamondbacks now. He's known as being one of the best hitter-pitcher combinations um, since the 1970s, I believe. I forget who is up there. I'm totally blanking my mind right now. But anyways, you're not going to be able to see him pitching and hitting in a game now uh, since you have the Universal DH. So you know that you're not going to see Madison Bumgarner's hitting uh, this year. You're just going to be seeing him pitch. So... Uh, maybe it'll change next year. Maybe they'll use him for hitting next year. But this year, I believe, is just pitching that they use him for. Uh, but yeah, going back to COVID, uh, the MLB released a Domino's Pizza. Uh, no. Did you see that? The Domino's Pizza COVID. That was so bad. Like, so bad. And I get that it's because it's, like, their colors. But, like, I, and I get it was supposed to be, like, more infographic. Like, people are visual learners. I get it. But it was so poorly executed, literally. I have no words. Was it Big Cat that ordered a pizza after that? It was someone from Barstool ordered a pizza after that. Did they? I didn't see that. I forget who it was now, but someone did. It was so funny. I just saw somebody put the two and they were like, who wore it better? <laughs> it, oh my God. But yeah, no, they're saying they're going to do fe- like temperature checks, fever checks twice a day. And then every other day is going to be COVID testing. And then if a player gets it, they self-isolate and then they have to test negative twice so pretty standard it's pretty much the same against all the leagues yeah although i don't know if it's for all leagues but for baseball don't they like skip for international travel the 14 day like self-isolation yeah the whole thing so with that because then they'd be traveling up to toronto that's the whole issue right now that's happening i think we're finding out today or i thought did they come up with it well, I thought I saw a tweet about that they're getting charters out on Wednesday from Dunedin to Toronto and they're all being shipped back here. Yeah, so they're getting shipped back here, but then if they're actually playing in Toronto for the season. Oh, that- yeah, no, that I have not heard yet. And I, I believe they're going to play in Toronto because, like you said earlier, uh, with Orlando Pride, like Florida is oh. a cesspool of COVID cases. Thank God we left when we did. Um, <laughs> that was fun. Um, not again, but yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would not want them playing in Dunedin, even Buffalo. I wouldn't have minded that at all. It's only an hour and a bit from Toronto, so it's not a huge difference, but 
yeah no but i mean with the curve like flattening in ontario i'm sure they feel more safe being home than being anywhere else so i don't blame them plus we have that hotel connected to the rogers center so (laughs) works out look in the window hello (laughs) but um yeah no going to the season uh there's two main things uh an actual in terms of actually playing there's two things that teams will benefit from if they have it so if they have young players if you look at the jays you have Biggio, Bichette, I can't always say it wrong, I don't know why. And then Vladdy, for instance, you have young stars on the team. And then another thing is if they have a strong bullpen. So if you look at Tampa Bay Rays, my, our boy Snellzilla, <laughs> they have a great bullpen, right? So those two things uh, definitely will make the season. Like if teams have that, they'll probably be good in the season. I'm not a wizard of all this stuff, but that's what I personally think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know, like, for instance, like, teams that would struggle with that are the Astros. Not only are they going to be getting beamed. Yeah. Fighting's <laughs> prohibited, by the way, but I still, they're going to get beamed. Oh, um, But yeah, they're going to struggle with their bullpen. Verlander's injured, I believe, and then Garrett Cole just went to the Yankees, so. Yeah, I mean, the Yankees are going to get beamed, too, but at least they have some. They're going to, I feel like they're going to do okay with this, like, the yeah. teams can't, like, it's a shortened season, and, like, people obviously are upset about that. Uh, that you don't have as much baseball but like what are you gonna do in that sense like teams are just gonna not be like teams can't go in slumps because if they get in the slump they're gonna be like 10 games back kind of thing yeah exactly so it'll be exciting to see yeah no it'll be very interesting and like you said I think the one good thing if you have a strong bullpen is that your arm's not gonna be as much as you're playing in a shorter amount of time you're not gonna get that wear and tear on your arm playing you know yeah even in your rotation, if you're playing, like, 40 games, well, now you're only going to be playing, like, 12. Yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah, basically, yeah. Um, yeah, you're going to be watching the Yankees, right? You're a Yankees fan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My Yankees. So, you're seeing the Yankees. Uh, no, it's cool because American League and National League, how they're doing it up is, in terms of play, you're playing your division rivals and then – the other leagues division like the east so we're all gonna be playing like the mets the phillies we're gonna see bryce harper in toronto so we love to see it yeah uh braves i'm excited about that i think florida did a po- like a toll on me that i actually like the braves now because <laughs> our, our group uh, in florida had to do the Detroit tigers and the braves yeah so i think for some reason i started liking the braves after that <laughs> i respect that we did the orioles and the jays so obviously it was like a 14 to literally never forget we left early because i was like upset and marco was dying of dehydration because it was so hot that day so we left and then i checked the final scores like 14 to 2 i think <laughs> good game was there any shade at that diamond None. Literally none. Yeah, there was none at the one that we went to. Like, it was actually really funny. I think I have it on video or a photo, but um, there was, like, barely any shape. But there was a rocking chair, like a wooden rocking chair. Like, that looks like it's inside of someone's house. It, like, it's not like a... Just randomly at the field? Yeah, under a thing. It's so Jordan McDonald was sitting in it. <laughs> oh, Jordan. The dad. Yeah. Literally our dad. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. That's all I got for really for baseball this week. We'll... See how everything goes. Yeah. yeah, it's very exciting. Do we know what opening day is? July 24th or 23rd? Something like that. Primo. I am terrible with dates. I literally don't know anything. But yeah, we, um, 
talking about players, you know, sitting out kind of in baseball, mm. there yeah. was an announcement from the Nationals. Well, yeah, I think a few teams. So the Nationals put out an official statement of Zimmerman and I want to say Regis. Is that correct? I believe so. I'm gonna I'm gonna double check that right now. I'm gonna fact check. Fact check. Fact check time. Need a song. <laughs> well, it was like released like an hour ago. So yeah, this is kind of last minute information. Um. Okay. Yeah. I've got Ross. Ross. Joe Ross. Yeah. Ross. I don't know. I thought Regis. Regis and Kelly. I don't know. Yeah. But. And- They've yep. opted out for the season. Uh-huh. I know it's only 60 games with the season. They've said they're not returning. I thought you said there was one other player. Mike Leak of the Diamondbacks. Yeah. Two about the Diamondbacks this episode. Kind of weird, but yeah. <laughs> they're making a comeback. There you go. But uh, yeah, he opted. He was the first player to opt out. And then, but like, it's weird because I got the notification from that on my phone. But then I didn't get the one about the Nationals. Um, I'm going to give a heads up. My dog might start barking. He's outside my door, but anyways. Um, Where's the guest today? <laughs> he, he, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't get the notification from the other two from the national statement. So that's weird. Kind of weird. 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 But I mean, I think now, sorry. Hopefully we didn't miss anyone. Oh yeah. I know. <laughs> but it'll be interesting to see now that kind of like, I don't know how to word this other than saying, like, the seal has been broken, but, like, mm. now that, like or, like, the floodgates, that's that's the correct term. Now that the floodgates are open, to see who else is going to opt out. Yeah. Because I was looking at, like, the WNBA, they're returning late July as well, and they've already had a bunch of players, and they're, like, a month out, and they're, like, we're not coming back. Like, wow. I am more already announced in January that she was not coming back because she she's an advocate, like, in law for falsely incarcerated people and things like that same with natasha cloud she's been huge um a huge voice in the black lives matter movement so she's like i'm doing what i need to do for my community i'm not playing this season yeah. but for health reasons like shanae Ogumeke, i think that's how you say it she was the first overall pick in 2014 mm-hmm. she opted out this year she plays for los angeles she opted out being like my health is more important and she's like yeah. one of the best players in the league so It'll be interesting wow. to see what other names in baseball might come up because you've already had three in one day. Yeah, I was not expecting that today. Which is kind of weird because, like, you think with, like, with all the negotiations that were going on, I feel like it was, like, such a backburn thing that players would actually opt out. <laughs> right? Like, it was just kind of an option that went around, but, like, I really didn't think anyone was actually going to. No, because you're right. Like, they fought for it for so long. Like, it's every other sport. Like we said when we were talking to Emma, every other sport was kind of like, okay, we're coming back. This date, this is the format, this. Baseball was literally negotiating for three months. Yeah. And now they're finally back, and it's like, okay, well, that's fun, but I'm not playing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But we digress. (laughs) Yeah, we digress. So there's been some controversy surrounding the NHL. Okay, so let me just say, I had no idea that the draft lottery was last week on Friday, I believe it was. I got the notification from our group chat, from our class. We have a little small group chat. Yeah. Got the notification that the whole, like, what was going on. And I was like, what the hell? Like, there was no marketing behind that at all. No. So just not- put that out there. Maybe not say anything, but maybe do it, push it a bit more. Yeah. Kind of grow the game here. Um, 
But yeah, anyways, last Friday, the NHL and Gary Bettman really threw a curveball at the hockey community because what the actual F. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. And I'm still trying to wrap my head around it because, like, in recent, like, in previous years, like, people are just going to think it's going to be the same draft lottery, like, the same format, right? But no, 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 no. Uh, people had the Red Wings going uh, fourth, I believe it was. No, that they got they got the fourth pick. So I don't remember them all now. But basically, um, I believe Sens and Red Wings were like the top two kind of picks that they thought would go like one two kind of one two yeah. three. Uh, LA Kings actually got the second spot. The Sens got the third. Uh, they had the best combined uh, odds at twenty five percent. And then the Red Wings had the best singular odds at 18.5%. Uh, the Suns also had uh, San Jose's pick because of the Eric Carlson trade. But um, literally, what the F, because then Team E, um, whoever yeah, that is, Team E, a placeholder team, gets the first overall pick. And that's one of the 16 teams from the best of five series. Whatever teams don't qualify, then get to go – Bingo, bingo, I'm gonna say bingo off, bingo off. <laughs> um, bingo off. I just thought of the balls and the spinning as bingo. Uh, <laughs> off whatever for the first freaking overall pick. So, the first overall pick, I can Alexi Lefranc. I can't ever say it on Yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Frenchie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, um, in the QMJHL, he's supposed to go first overall, but then he now he still doesn't know where he's going, which is kind of funny. Um, it makes no sense to me. Like, I just don't understand. Because, like, okay, if you're one of the bottom teams, you probably don't care that much anyways. You didn't even think you were going to make the playoffs. And now because it's a 2014 format, you've been thrown in. You're just going to tank. Well, like, literally. So someone uh, tweeted me this. It was so funny. Someone's just like, what if you're going 2-0 and in a series? Let's say it was Toronto. Toronto's going 2-0 and against Columbus. Do you just – pull the goalie and just say we can get the first like we have a better odds at the first overall pick than getting the cup exactly literally that's what like, i'm saying like this is tank for mcdavid 2.0 oh my it's like i feel so bad for sense fans and i feel <laughs> so bad for oh my god the poor red rings oh my god like, literally they can't catch a break poor sense fans red wings fans too but like senators fans have just been put through the ringer the last like two years and they were like all right it's fine you know carlson's gone but we're gonna get the first draft pick this year and then gary bettman said you thought yeah just uh <laughs> like i don't even know what else to say about it but that was just random because I yeah. like our group of chat was blowing up into like, well, okay, Daniel in our class. They're like, I hope Daniel's doing okay. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell happened? <laughs> she really cares about Danny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, um, yeah, and then I looked at what was going on when I looked up like NHL draft lottery on Twitter. And yep, yeah, that's what was happening. So yeah, no, I mean, at least I still get the third overall pick. They get something out of the deal but I mean yeah no that's true because like Mitch Marner went fourth Dylan Strong went third yeah like you're gonna get a good player regardless but it's just hilarious that they were all like it's fine that we've been garbage and we lost our best player in this emotional trade to San Jose we're gonna get the first overall pick and then like think about the Leafs when they got Austin Matthews like you know what we're getting the first overall pick we're crap whatever 
Exactly. Imagine like, it's being awarded to a team that actually has a playoff shot kind of right now. Yeah, which is like, so they're in the playoffs, but they have a good like Yeah, it's strange too cuz you think usually you would just like tank for as much as it's a lottery, like it's out of the worst teams. Yeah. But now it's like so the worst teams had no shot because it's out of that somebody who's playing in the playoffs. Like how did that make any sense? Like and everyone's just saying this is definitely rigged at this point. But then it's funny because then Edmonton fans were like, McDavid. <laughs> Edmonton had the first overall pick like three out of four years at one point, didn't they? Yep. yep. Edmonton fans, you're your own problem. You can't have that many first round picks and first overall picks. Not even first round. First overall picks and still just be garbage. That's a you problem. Hockey. <laughs> That's hockey. It's hockey. But- <laughs> Yeah, I uh, enough about that. On the flip side of teams who are very, very good, so Liverpool claimed the Premier League title after 30 years, a 30-year drought, which is insane. I know big soccer gal Jordan is. Um, but it's just kind of crazy to see, first of all, Europe's return to sport. Obviously, some people have tested positive for COVID. You know, it's still a pandemic. It's not over because sports are back. What's that? But a a pandemic? pandemic? What's that? Never heard of her. Mm-mm. Never heard of her. <laughs> it's kind of crazy to see how smoothly everything's going. Whereas, you know, the U.S., they're like, okay, everyone's flying to, fl- to Florida. <laughs> everyone's flying to Florida. And yeah. then everyone's being flown home because they're everyone's, all yeah. Who owns Lasagna? <laughs> hey! 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 <laughs> well, I love being able to speak English. But no, it's uh, it's crazy to see. And also Jurgen Klopp, who is the head coach of Liverpool, to see like the 360, almost said 360, wow, 180, he's done. Into his- <laughs> <laughs> Literally all the TikToks, they do a full spin. There's I a- did it. <laughs> you, math. We love a math queen. That's why I don't talk about salaries on here. <laughs> Numbers are not our thing. But no, to see the 180, he's done with Liverpool. And Liverpool's always been a team up at the top, you know. Arsenal's trash this year, but usually, like, Arsenal's up there. Manchester United, Man City, Tottenham. They're all kind of up there. Chelsea has won the Premier League for the umpteenth time in the 2010s. Like, they're always up there, but Liverpool never could quite get there. And to see kind of their Champions League performance last year and winning the title this year – just kind of how a coach has an impact on a team like that. And everyone's very happy for them. They're like 22 points clear of the title. There's still like three or four weeks of soccer left to play and they've already won the title just because they're that far ahead of everyone. So it didn't actually end, but they're just so far ahead that everyone, they basically won. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like, so the way the title works is like, it's not like a Stanley Cup kind of thing. It's not like, you know, you have a playoff. It's yeah. just, you're that clear of the table. You get the league title, like, that's that. I feel like we have to do an episode of, so you know that the episode from The Office when Michael's like explains to me like I'm five? Yeah. Like we need that breakdown of you explaining European soccer in the Premier League elite league? Is that? You wait for Champions League? Is that the same? <laughs> oh, Champions League. <laughs> that's what you mean. <laughs> oh, I know, I know you don't follow soccer and that's okay. I only really follow it because I grew up playing it, but I will explain it to you. And you can explain baseball to me like I'm five because truly okay. you're like, you go off and I'm like, that's, that's my girl. <laughs> Literally me. But no, it's just crazy. So yeah, Champions League is like where all the leagues come together. So it's like Serie A, Bundesliga, La Liga, Premier League, the Scottish League, which Celtic always wins, but then like, you can't. Pardon? Do they build counts? 
Yes, they wear kilts. Do they actually? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh my god. Oi, mate. Hargus! Toss me the rock, please. Toss me the rock in Argus! <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, that's just quick news. Same with, so like I said, Bundesliga. So Bayern Munich won Bundesliga for the thousandth time. Dortmund Borussia is always on their tail, but they literally have won Bundesliga. I think I said this in our first or second episode when we were talking about it when it was returning, but literally Bayern Munich in the last 20 years, I swear, has won at least like 15 Bundesliga titles since 2000. Like they literally just run the league. It's not even close, but we do have something close to our hearts. Alfonso Davies, Canadian soccer legend. He's literally 19 years old, 19 playing in Bundesliga. Yeah. 19 years old. He's a defender, but makes waves because he's always like on the attack offensively. Amazing player. He was named the Bundesliga Rookie of the Year, obviously, for many reasons. But it's funny to look at because, like, we when we talk about soccer, especially in Canada, you think of Christine Sinclair, the queen, deserves to be on the $5 bill. Yes. You know, you think of players like Kaylin Kyle, you know, that 2012 Olympic team. Literally before Alfonso Davies, I don't think I could name a Canadian soccer player who's a male, truly. I still can't besides Alfonso Davies. <laughs> in my friends, my family friend's brother who played on the Olympic team, Canadian, no, not the Olympic team, the Canadian national team. I think he was the backup goalie and that's all I can name. Yeah, like so. men's Canadian soccer is just not a thing no. because they're not good. And Alfonso Davies is like, listen up, I'm making a name for myself and this country as a Canadian soccer player. So we are very proud of him. Uh, we're proud of Bayern Munich for winning for the 30th time, you know? I don't follow, but yes! <laughs> we love Bundesliga. Get it! <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much all we have for today. Uh, I have a question to probe for you. For probe? I don't know why I said it like that. We can't speak. This is like an ongoing trend. I have a, it's not a cough. <clears throat> it's just my room's so dry. So like my throat kills just because it's dry in my room. Um, but here's my question, because I put it on Twitter. You've, you've seen it, because I sent it to you. But if you had to pick the hottest guy on The Bachelor, <laughs> who are you picking and why? <laughs> See, that's hard, because there's... I started watching Ben Higgins' season. Mm. So I've seen... I started watching halfway through that, because my sister came home from college and was like, my roommate's nice to start watching this, you're watching with me. Because I was always one of those girls who was like, The Bachelor is so dumb beforehand. It's not. It's the best show. <laughs> quirky because I don't watch The Bachelor. Like, shut up. It's good television. It so is. So I started watching that season. So I've seen like many, many men since then. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because looking strictly from a Bachelor standpoint, like, <laughs> got you on the spot here. <laughs> I love Connor S. I really do. Paradise really brought Connor S out to me because, wait, who's, oh my God, I can't even think now. What women's season was he on? Hannah B? Yeah, Hannah B. Yeah. Hannah B had the best season and literally it's unfair. Like the- Yes, her and JoJo, they. I didn't even watch JoJo's season to be honest. Oh my god, JoJo's season also, was so good. Aaron Rodgers' brother was on the season. That's it. Yeah, and he won, and they're still together. Power yeah, up. I know that now, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So Connor was on Hannah B's season. He was kind of quiet, but he was a very good-looking man. And then Paradise, it just showed like what a good guy he was, and like poor Kaylin drug him through the dirt with all the like Dean drama, and she like wanted a rebound, and it was Connor. I would die for Connor S. I would. I'm also a Tyler Cameron stan. Like, just think of Hannah's season when she moves the podium and they all get in Luke's face. Yes. Yes. That moment was everything. But then also, like, kind of taking it outside the bachelor because 
Nick Vile, I hated during his season. I thought he had the personality of wet paper towel. He was terrible. <laughs> Every time a girl was like, I'm falling for you, he sent them home, which like, I guess is fair because he's not leaving them on, but also like, the point is to find a relationship, and every time a girl was like, I think I'm into you, he was like, bet. Like, <laughs> the worst. But seeing Nick Vile grow as a person outside The Bachelor, I love him. And like you said, Jason, Jason Tartrick, but I don't love the woman he's with now, so that kind of, you know, takes some points down on the scale. See, Jason was my top tier. He Literally was- number one. He was my top two. I literally tweeted something stupid at him. He responded. Like, it was something like he complained about something, and I pretended I could relate when I didn't at all, just so he could tweet at me. And he did, and I was like, my, my number man. is six. <laughs> but, um, you know, I liked him for so long. And then it's actually funny. One day I went um, to, like, a cafe downtown Toronto. So random. And I went in to go get a croissant, whatever, before I was going home, like, from my friend's house. And I looked over, I'm like, that guy looks so familiar and he's so good looking. Like, and he had like a hat on whatever and a Tim's cup, but it wasn't a Tim Hortons. It was a nice cafe. Um, and I looked and it was Jason. And I was like, what the hell? I was like, no way. I'm like, he looks exactly like Jason. I'm like, I, I don't know though. I don't know. And I looked at his Instagram and he was in Toronto. I'm like, holy crap. I, like, That's And then amazing. there was another time I ran into him again in Toronto and I ran into, I said Blake? Blake. I ran into Blake and Jordan. Oh, Blake. Yeah. Oh, stagecoach. Ran into <laughs> that. Pizza Iolo in downtown Toronto. It's <laughs> almost triggering. Uh, it was weird. And they were all in jean on jean, denim on denim. Kind of weird. Yeah, Jason was my pick. And then I hate Caitlin. No offense, but I absolutely hate her. Um, not the pride of Canada at all. God, no. Absolutely. No, no, no. No, we don't like that. Um, no, but Dean. Dean's number one. <laughs> I, like, it's the long hair and, like, the he looks like he goes hiking every day kind of look. Yeah. Sis, I worry about you. We're so similar in so many areas. But and then it comes to men, and I'm like, <laughs> rough. What's up? Right. What's all this then? It's so weird because my type is so, like, my type doesn't even continue. Like, I don't have it's a type. It's not continuous. You either. Like, I don't even know how to describe your type other I than- I from Dennis Rodman <laughs> to Dean Umbler. Bachelor. <laughs> but also that in between, like, any British man, you're like, yes, rough. I'm like, what is it, Ennett? Yeah, no, I don't, I don't understand. To be fair, I'm sure you would judge some of my tastes as well, but no, you're I am. No, you're all the same and on par from what Although, I've seen. We both love Tyler Cameron. That's what we can agree on. <laughs> A prince, truly. Anywho, anywho, that's all for this week. I like I just I just had to throw it in there, like that little extra piece on the end. I mean, like we've always said that we're transparent, and as much as this is a sports podcast, we also have lives outside of sports, and The Bachelor is part of that. Yeah, hundred percent. And also, I would like to really quickly address if anyone has had Morgan Wallen enter their home and start singing randomly. <laughs> can you please come forward because it keeps happening? Yeah, anyone with Morgan Wallen videos, please send them in. We'll feature you. Thank like, you. People just <laughs> I know the one you tweeted where it was like some guy serenading the mom. Like if that was my kitchen and my mom, my dad would have been like, what the hell? That's your girl now, man. Like take. <laughs> my mom would be like, who's this? <laughs> Who is this non-washed up man? <laughs> Literally. She kind of smells like darts <laughs> and, and beer. beer. <laughs> 
<laughs> smells like Boots and Hearts as a person. Literally, if Boots and Hearts was a person, it would be Margaret Wallen. I like his mullet, though. See? That's that's all you, sweetie. Mullets are mullet, all you. So, yeah. Got me TikTok famous for that. So, yeah. <laughs> that's all that matters. Any hoosies. Any hoosies. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see y'all next week. Have a great week. Toodles. Bye. Bye.